Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Creekside Outdoors. I'm your host, Eric Miller. This week, we're talking turkey. In part one, I'm going to go over the youth hunt uh, that occurred on April 22nd, where I took my cousin, Gavin Smith, out on his second ever turkey hunt. And then in part two, I'm going to go over my PA opener uh, that occurred on the 29th, which was this past Saturday, and I fared pretty well uh, that day. So without further ado, let's get started with the PA 2006 Youth Hunt. Now this day, uh, I've made plans with Gavin. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take you out. I, I got a couple places to go. And my original plan was to go up to Northumberland County, where I had killed some turkeys before. I knew there were birds there. and uh, It's not too far of a drive for us, maybe about an hour and a half to get there. But the thing that really threw a wrench into that was they were calling for rain, steady rain, all day Saturday. And being the fair weather hunter that I am, wasn't too thrilled about taking a youngster out there, driving an hour and a half, and possibly getting soaked and miserable and all that stuff. So I talked to a buddy of mine who has uh, access to a farm over in Berks County. And I said, hey, what are you doing for the, the youth opener? And he said, oh, I'm thinking about taking my brother Danny out. I said, well, I got a youth too. Um, you know, you seen any birds back there? And he said, yeah, I've been hearing a few here and there. So we made plans to meet up the next uh, that morning, uh, Saturday morning, up at uh, his place. And we were going to walk into this property and, and see what we can uh, we can find. Well, Friday evening, Tyler calls at about like 6. And he said he had bad news. His wife's grandmother had just fallen ill and she wasn't doing too well and he was going to have to run up there to you know attend to the family matters and i said i understand no no problem and he was a little distraught obviously so i called gavin said you know come on over you know the plans changed a little bit you know with the rain i don't really want to drag you all the way up to northumberland county and possibly get rain and soaked and have an hour and a half ride home in nothing but wet clothes and he said, yeah, you know, whatever you think, that's fine with me. So he got over here about 8 o'clock, and I said, come on, let's, let's hop in, our, in the car. We're going to run down the road here. There's been a flock that's pretty regularly been roosting about a quarter mile down. And I said, let's go see if they're up in those trees because I know where we can we can set up if they're there. So we up in the car, we run down there, and there's no turkeys up there. It was pretty bright that night, and I couldn't see anything up in the treetops knowing what trees they roost in. So, all right, let's go back to the house, and we'll, we'll devise a plan. Now, about a month earlier, there was a uh, longbeard that was roosting back just on the corner of my property, and he was gobbling every evening there for about a week. And then he shut up, and I hadn't heard from him. So I thought he had either moved off or you know, was, was roosting somewhere else. So let's take a walk back. Let's see if we can find this guy. So we go back. We spooked a couple deer on the way back. And we get to the tree line. I said, all right, I'm going to out hoot. So I out hooted and no response. And this it was about 8.30 at night. And I said, oh, let's not get discouraged because it's hard to make them gobble. So we're walking down the tree line. And I look down and I said, you know what, Gav? I think there's a bird up in that tree. So I bend down and I get a good angle. Sure enough, there's a bird roosted back there right on the corner of, of my property. So... I said, you know, we're going to plan to be back here tomorrow morning about quarter of six just for the heck of it. Because you know, we didn't know if it was a hen or, or a bearded bird up there. So I said, just for the heck of it, we're going to come back here. At the very least, maybe he'll get 
get to see a hen or hear a hen talk. So alarm went off at 5.30. We crawled out of bed, got a little bite to eat, hustled back there. And we got right where we wanted to be. And sure enough, we were greeted by a gobble. And this bird was not 75 yards away. And I said, you know what? That's that bird that we saw last night. So let's get, let's get set up here and we'll devise a plan. So I, I set him up back against the tree. We were facing a little opening. The back side of the property has a trail. And so I crawled out, put the hen decoy right in the middle of that trail. And I said, what I think is going to happen is this bird's going to fly down from his roost tree and probably land down on the railroad tracks because it's wide open. And when he does that, he's probably going to drop down in this little creek that's in front of us. And hopefully we can draw him up out of it. So we get him set up, you know, get him pointing in the right direction, kind of showing him where I think this bird's going to going to pop up. And all the while, this bird's gobbling on the roost. And once we get set up, I make some tree yelps, a couple soft clucks, just to let this bird know where we are. And sure enough, he responds. So I said, you know what, he hears us. You know, we're going to wait about 15 minutes and give another series and see what happens. That's exactly what I did and give another soft cluck or two and, you know, small series of tree yelps and he answered back. I said, all right, he knows where we are. We're going to wait for him to fly down. And as soon as I heard him getting ready to, to fly off the roost, I waited till I knew he was on the ground. I heard him gobble and it was, he was definitely on the ground. So I did my fly down cackle. I, and I used my hat and beat it against my leg to sound like wings. And as soon as I pretended to be the hen that hit the ground, I got real aggressive. I cut a lot, did a pretty long series of, of loud yelps, and this bird responded. It sounded like he was walking away, which was a little discouraging to me. But regardless, I kept at it. I gave him another aggressive series and gobbled back. And it sounded like he had turned around. So I said, all right, this is good. This is good. And things seemed to be working out right. He was heading in our direction, but he seemed to hang up on something, and I'm pretty sure it was that little creek at the bottom. So I gave him another cut, and he was, he was down on the, just on the other side of that creek, kind of, there's a steep bank on the other side. He must have been on that other side, uh, I'm presuming strutting and, and all that good stuff over there because he'd be a while between gobbles, and usually when they're strutting, they're not going to gobble. So I said, here's what I'm going to do. You stay put. I'm going to go back about 20 yards behind you and make it seem like this hen that he knows is there is leaving. So I got up, put on my hat, walked back behind him, and started calling as I was walking behind, making it seem like I was heading out of the area. And it sounded like it was working. The gobble seemed to get closer, and I hustled back. I said, Gavin, it sounds like it's closer. He goes, yeah, he sounds like he's right down there. So I sit down and, and again, get real aggressive. I'm cutting and loud long yelps and he's gobbling back and he you could i could track his movement across the, the far side of that creek and he was definitely moving from our left to right which is the proper direction we needed him to come now we just needed him to pull him down and cross that little trickle of a creek down there and come up our side so he seemed to be coming down that other side and he got to the creek and he hung up again so i did the same thing put my hat on walked back did some cutting, real aggressive stuff, made it seem like I was leaving. And I hurried back, and this time he gobbled, and he was on our side of the creek. And I knew he was coming now because it's a gradual slope and easy to pull a bird uphill. I said, all right, get your gun ready, because he's, he's coming. And sure enough, gobbles are getting closer, and 
louder, and I could tell Gavin's getting a little nervous, and which means he was excited, which is fantastic. So about five minutes pass, and all of a sudden I hear Gavin say, yeah, I see him, I see him. And I look over there, and sure enough, directly across from us, there's a long beard. I said, oh, Gavin, he's a long beard. And he was in a little opening about 50 yards. And between him and us was a nice row of autumn olive, too thick for a turkey to come through. I knew that. So I, I switched to some clucking and purring, and he heard it. He gobbled, and it was exciting for Gavin to see that bird 50 yards in front of him gobble, and then he'd go in the strut, and he'd go about five more yards and gobble and then strut. I said, Gavin, he's going to come up. He's going to come around that hedgerow, and as soon as he comes down onto that little dirt spot there, he's going to be in range. Sure enough, the bird slowly but surely came up, rounded that hedgerow, came down, and I said, all right, Gavin, he's in range. You get a clear shot, put that beat right under his chin. Bird kept coming a little bit, and I knew he was going to shoot because I saw him, you know, adjust, and boom, down went the bird. One shot, and I could tell he was excited. I said, Gavin, you know, eject your shell, put your safety on, and take that other shell out of the chamber. And he did everything perfectly, and we stood up, we put our orange hats on, and you know, I was all congratulating him. I was excited. He was excited. He's like, oh, thanks for calling him in. And, you know, that to me really was what it was all about. So we hurried down there to his bird, and of course the bird's soaking wet because it rained all morning, and Gavin was a trooper, didn't complain about the rain, and I'd given him one of my rain suits, so he, he was able to stay dry. But this bird did exactly what I said it would do, come right around that hedgerow, saw our decoy, started, you know, slowly making its way towards it and made a perfect shot on it about 20 yards dropped him so we go down there i look at it and it's got a nice beard i said oh that's a long beard two-year-old bird and uh so grab that bird let's get the tag on it so we tag it and i said let's go back and get the camera so we went back to the house got the camera and went back to the spot because i wanted to take a picture in the exact spot where he shot it and we got some pictures and all that stuff and Showed him how to carry it. I gave him my little my little sling, and we got back to the house and we took some more photos and weighed the bird. Bird weighed in at 19 pounds, had a 10 inch beard and seven eight spur on one side and one inch on the other. So, my congratulations to Gavin on a great hunt, making a great shot. And it's hard to tell who was more excited, me or him. But with what happened the previous year, where we had a group of Jakes come in and a long beard came in and just we just couldn't get a shot the other youth we were with was lucky enough to to get a shot at a jake and yeah i felt bad for gavin because we we were in the right spot the bird just didn't cooperate so this was this was fantastic for me and he uh you know we were looked at our watch seven o'clock so it took took that bird a little over an hour to come in but it was uh it was well worth it so april 22nd the youth hunt was uh, an absolute success for me and i was tickled pink and posted all the pictures on hunting pa and i got a lot of congratulations from a, a lot of people so that made me feel real good well then i was i was kind of confident because I, I was calling really well i was liking the way the, the mouth call i was using a uh, top calls ultra uh, i think it's the ultra hen which i really like it's like it's prophylactic on top latex and then uh a thicker latex on the third read. It's an, an inverted V call, and uh, I absolutely love it. I can really get some good good yelps and cuts out of it. So I was feeling good. I was practicing a little bit during the week, and 
I called Tyler up, tell him what happened, and you know he was excited and and glad to see that we got a bird. And you know that right right here in my backyard, there was a nice long beard roosted, and you know it, it really was fortuitous. And you guys have been hunting turkeys long know that <laughs> you'll take luck every time. So you thought was an absolute success. So that week, I talked to Tyler and he said, "Yeah, there's there's birds back there, but I'm really not hearing them." So I said, here's what we'll do. I'll go behind my house and see if I hear any more birds back there. And you check out that form up there. If things work out, you know, we'll figure out Thursday where we're going to go. So I didn't hear any birds here. He didn't hear any up there. I said, you know what? I'll come up. I'll be up at your place at 5 a.m. And we'll just go back there. You know, if we have to, we'll sit up on the edge of a field. Hopefully we can get some birds come into the field. So I'm at his house 5 a.m., get all our stuff checked and like the watches and say all right let's let's boogie out of here so we head out across the field and get to a little tractor lane and we're going down and you can you know the the sky is is lighting up and i look up and there's a turkey roosted up there so i said hey ty there's a there's a turkey up there i can't tell if it's a bearded bird or a hen so we decide you know what let's sneak past it get to the corner of the field and go in a little bit about 20 yards and and Set up decoys on the edge, and hopefully this bird, if it's a long bird, will pitch into the field. <clears throat> so we get set up, and we don't hear a peep out of that bird. And there's birds start, you know, waking up all around us. There's one across the creek. There's one up to our left. There's two behind us. And I said, what do you want to do? He said, you know what, let's hold tight. Make sure that bird's out of that tree first. And we never actually heard it fly down. We're presuming it pitched down across the creek. But regardless, look at the watch. It's probably ten after six. You say, you know what? Let's move. There's two. There's two hot birds behind us. So we gather our stuff up. We head down there. We get get to the field where I killed my bird last year. I said, you know what? There's a bird up in that field already. He said, you know what? I think he is. So we get up there on, on along the edge of the field, and sure enough, there's a bird out there. And there's one behind us. I said, well, here's what we'll do. You take he, Tyler's right-handed. I'm left-handed. So I said, you take the left side because you can swing to the left. I'll take the right side because I can swing to the right. And there was a tuft of grass out in the middle, I don't know, maybe 20 yards in front of us. I said, it's perfectly split. Anything to the left of that bird comes in, you take the shot. Anything to the right, I'll take the shot. He said, sounds good. So stick in that, that old top call, that ultra hen, and uh, bird gobbles, and he, he's probably 100, 150 yards out. But we're the edge of the field we were in was a slight depression and a slight incline to a little knob or knoll or ridge or whatever you want to call it where this field was. So it was a perfect situation. And the bird would have to come to the top of that in order to see what was down below. Now we debated, you know, do we put a, a decoy out there? And while we're debating, this bird, he's coming, you know, because I had already let out a series of cuts and he, he answered right away. I said, like, you know what, we should we should put one out there. And just as I pull it out, that bird's 60 yards out. I said, we don't have time. And he's, he said, yeah, I know, it's, he's too close, he's too close. So I yelp, cut some more, and he's closing the distance. And he's. it sounded to me like he must have been strutting when he wasn't gobbling because his pattern, every, every time he would gobble, it would be, he'd be over to the left. And then he'd be over to the right. He was, you know, zigzagging coming in here, so... I'm presuming every time he would stop, he would strut about you know, 20 yards, you know, in one direction, and then he'd gobble and then strut the other way. 
So when we heard him, he was directly in front of us. So we're like, oh, one of us is going to get a shot absolutely at this bird. So I, I cut, you know, real, real aggressive. And he gobbles, and it gobbles close. It gobbles 50 yards. Now, remember, that, that little rise in the terrain in front of us is only about 30 yards away. And I shut up now. And the bird keeps gobbling, and he's coming, and he's coming. And like, oh, man, <laughs> this guy's coming on a rope. You know, and you know, like I said, the week before, you calling that bird in. Yeah, I was really confident in my calling. Um, your mouth call, I can operate pretty good. Slate, I can operate pretty good. Box call, I'm not a good box call. I'll tell you right out, I can't work a box call and make it sound good. Mouth call, absolutely. Slate, eh, I'm okay. <laughs> but uh, mouth call is my preferred. So I was quiet, and this bird's coming. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to let him know where we are. So I let out a series of a, a yelps, probably about four or five yelps. And then I hear him, and he's right over that rise. He can't be 40 yards. So I get my gun up, pointed in the direction I think he's coming because he's now on my side of that tuft of grass. I look up, and here he is running full speed, coming right at us over the top of that lip on my side of the, the grass. I said, Ty, he's running right at us. And that bird gets to about 25 yards. I see his head perk up because we didn't have a decoy out there. And obviously he was expecting to see some some hen out there waiting for him. And he didn't see that and his head perked up. And I said, it's now or never. So I let him have it and boom, down he goes. I guess. And then up he comes. <laughs> he just stands up and he starts running from my left to right. I'm like, oh my God, he's running. So I take another shot and, and I put him down for good. And... um. You know, I was all excited, and, and there was a bird gobbling behind us, and my first thought was, let's get this bird, let's get him, and let's get Tyler on a bird. So we scoop him up, get that tag on him, put that little twisty tie around his leg, and uh, fill out that tag, and we start heading back to the house. And the goblin stopped. You know, the, I think the gun blast had really, uh, you know, quieted him up because... Uh, we didn't hear anything, so we get back to the house, drop the bird off. We come back. We set up about 100 yards from where we shot that bird, and you know we do, we just do some some random calling, not aggressive, but not too soft. And I just happened to look to my left and across the creek. You know, the creek's probably 75 yards from us, and then about 75 yards on the other side of the creek, there's a longbeard strutting over there, and he's following a hen. And I believe it was probably one of the birds we heard early in the morning. And it may may have even been the hen that we saw roosted on our side of the creek at first light. But they're going the opposite direction. So we decide, you know what, there's there's nothing talking. We're just going to work our way back to the house and call. You know, we're going to set up a couple times and just see what happens. So we, uh, we head back to the house and go up to another little opening in the woods. And I call and the crows start going nuts. And not hearing any birds gobble, but the crows, there must have been three or four crows and they're they're going pretty nuts. So I was like, you know, Ty, I've heard of turkeys or uh, crows dive bombing turkeys before. So let's, you know, let's kind of be on our toes here. And not five minutes after I saw that, I saw some leaves fly up. And I'm, I'm looking off. Tyler's facing slightly ahead and to the right of me. I'm, I'm turned so I could see kind of behind us and to the left. And I see these leaves kick up and I'm looking through 
and I see a head bob. I said, oh, there's, there's a hen up there. Oh, there's a hen up there. And here she was, you know, kicking through the leaves, I guess picking for bugs or or any, anything that, you know, she was hungry for. But I didn't see any gobbler. And um, she starts picking her way towards us at about 75 yards. And I got to tell you, I started shaking more when I saw that hen coming towards us than I did with that long beard because he came so fast. I really didn't have time to get to get nervous and excited. And I started trembling when this hen was coming towards us. I said, Ty, I'm shaking like a leaf right now. And this hen starts working towards us, but still, no no bird gobbles or anything, and these crows are going nuts. So uh, I call, you know, maybe trying to tick the hen off, get her angry, come in, and she doesn't utter a peep that we could hear, and she kind of moseys off in the direction she came. And you know, I, I think she probably had a, a gobbler in tow, but she wasn't going to, you know, head our direction, so... We waited about an hour to make sure she was gone. We called it a day, but uh, on the way back to uh, to Tyler's house, we're, you know, we get back there and we're going to take some pictures. So I pick the bird up, I head out to, to Tyler's yard, and uh, I have to readjust my grip, and I put the bird down, and I'm look, like, man, what the, something doesn't look right. So I move the chest feathers and I look at the main beard and I say, that's a nice one. I look above it and here there's about a four, three or four inch second beard. I'm like, oh my God, Tyler, this is a double bearded bird. He's like, get out of here. I was like, no, look. And he comes over and it's like, oh my God, that's awesome. So we were pretty pumped and I took a picture and uh, it was my first ever double bearded bird. I had been with people. I'd called them in before, but I'd never shot one. So that was really exciting for me and I figured, you know what? I don't know if I'll ever shoot another double-bearded bird, so that bird's in the freezer. He's going to the taxidermist. But the stats on, on my bird was uh, 21 pounds, 11, 11-inch main beard, and a 3.5-inch secondary beard, and 3-quarter-inch spurs, and you know, an obvious 2-year-old bird. But uh, it took us all 45 minutes to kill that bird. <laughs> and it, it seemed when, when he said, oh, it's, it's only, it was only 635, it felt to me like it was nine o'clock already because all the activity we had had, but never before have I ever had, uh, you know, in the history of the PA youth season had, uh, the chance to call a bird in for, uh, a youngster. And then the very next week and call one in for myself. So it really was, uh, an awesome season for me in Pennsylvania for 2006. And I didn't order a second or I didn't apply for the second tag this year. Uh, I just had a little boy back in December. He's be four months tomorrow, actually. And I wasn't sure if, if I would be able to get out, you know, a lot for turkeys this year. So rather than me, you know, apply for a second tag and then maybe not use it, I, you know, not apply and let somebody else who, who will have an opportunity to use it, use it. So um, that's how my turkey season went here in Pennsylvania. It went absolutely phenomenal. I'm still on cloud nine. Um now my goal is to get uh, my buddy Tyler, his bird, since he was such a good sport and, and uh, helping me out on Saturday, and I want to get my dad out. Um, we had a bird roosted last night down here. I think it was a hen because um, we didn't hear any gobbles this morning when we went out. But the 2006 turkey season here in Pennsylvania will go down absolutely in history for me as one of my best, um, and I – I'd like to congratulate all my listeners out there who were successful so far. And for those not, I 
wish you all the best. Keep plugging away, and hopefully you'll see some of that fortuitous luck that, that Gavin and I saw and that, that I personally saw. So with that, I'm going to sign off. I'd like to thank everybody for listening and hope your 2006 turkey season continues well, safe, and hopefully successful. So thanks for listening, and until next week, this is Eric Miller saying have a good one. This week's episode of Creekside Outdoors has been brought to you by HuntingPA.com, Pennsylvania's premier outdoor website. For all things hunting and outdoors in Pennsylvania, visit HuntingPA.com.